welcome to another episode of Bucolic Diaries with me, your host, Rebecca Palmer. I'm a mum of two and the founder of Colic SOS. Going through the misery of colic myself, I went from being a city lawyer to a colic expert. Throughout this mini-series, mums will share their stories with us, giving advice, tips and above all else, hope that this too shall pass. I am very excited to say that today's podcast episode has been brought to you by the sponsor, Colic Calm. Now, Colic Calm is the number one selling bright water in the US for infant colic and gas relief, and it's becoming really popular over here in the UK as well. It's helped over a million babies worldwide. This fast acting remedy combines eight safe and effective homeopathic remedies that gently encourage a baby's body to heal itself by targeting colic symptoms and providing fast acting relief. Now colic calm eases baby's discomfort, often associated with gas, colic, hiccups and teething. It's paediatrician recommended and completely free of sugar and synthetics like sodium bicarbonate and semeticone. It's also wheat free, soy free, dairy free, gluten free and also free from herbal oils and extracts. And it doesn't contain any animal products. And a big one for me as well is it's palm oil free too. So you can feel confident that your little one is receiving a safe and gentle remedy. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today on the podcast with Claire, who has got two little girls and they've both suffered with colic. So Claire, welcome to the podcast. Hello. And tell us a little bit about you and your girls. Okay, so I'm Claire. Um, I'm originally from London and I moved up here to Scarborough about nine years ago now. And I've got two lovely little girls. Um, Rosie is about three and Laurel is 18 months. Oh, lovely. And you said that both, when we had our little chat beforehand, you said that both um, girls have struggled with colic. So tell me a bit about um, when colic hit and their symptoms. Okay, so with Rosie, it was about four weeks in um, and it just it got to that time where she was awake during the day, but it got to the point where whenever she was awake, she would be screaming and there was nothing I could do to stop it. And we'd always been told, oh, if they cry, you'll be able to work out what's wrong. But when she cried, you could see, is it changing her nappy? No. Does she need feeding? No. Does she want a cuddle? No. Does she want to do some playing? No. And just anything on the list just wasn't helping at all. Um, And sleeping was a big problem as well. She never wanted to sleep laying down. She only wanted to sleep upright on us or up in a car seat. So it was very stressful. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. And it's so common, isn't it? We've little ones and um, when they're just getting used to the world they do just want to lay on you and as soon as you try and put them down they, they're not happy and they tell you that they're not happy don't they absolutely and as well we've been told about being able to figure out why they're crying and not being able to it was just awful you can feel almost like as you're a mum you should be able to tell the difference between like a certain cry and another different type of cry because people always talk about oh you can totally distinguish between a baby's cry but when you can't and you don't know what's wrong it makes you feel really awful 
It really does, um, especially when you've got everyone else around you saying, oh, it's such a joy to have a child. It's so, so lovely having a baby. And it is, and you love them so much. But when they're crying at you constantly, it's so hard as well. What did you find was the hardest bit? Uh, I think it was a combination of having no sleep at all and no peace with the screaming and then hearing everyone else talk about how wonderful it is and should be because it just makes you doubt yourself even more hearing that no one was honest enough to say how hard they found it at the time I think it's only about talking about it after that people start saying oh actually no it was really hard and no it it wasn't wonderful all the time oh and it's so refreshing to hear mum say this because you do feel guilty, don't you? When you're not completely 100% enjoying kind of motherhood, you feel guilty for not. You do, and that's the only message you get from anyone else. But it's okay. Like it's, I think now I try to tell people that you can love your baby so much and still find it hard and awful and just be desperate for them to get a bit older so that it will stop and get easier. And that's okay. Oh, that is lovely words of advice because it's, it is true. You you can love your baby to bits, but also find it tough and think this is hard work. And it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. And I wish someone had told me that at the start and been honest and it might be easier than that. And I've heard stories of babies that don't have colic that find it a lot easier. But if you have a baby with colic, just hearing that it is okay to hate this part and it will get better is a bit yeah. more reassuring. It is reassuring, I quite agree with you. So how did you feel as a, when you were holding your baby who were screaming at you, how did you feel? Uh, like a failure, like an absolute failure. Like this is the only thing that you'd ever wanted to be and nothing you would do could fix this crying and you knew there was a problem but you just thought that it must be you because did you ever get to the bottom there um luckily i did have a really good health visitor that came and she diagnosed it because i'd been online loads and because it didn't fit the exact pattern that i was seeing with it getting worse at night and these times would be really bad because it was just all the time i just thought it was me um but she came around and she just sat and watched me try everything and she just said i think she's got colic (laughs) how did you feel when they said that to you Relief, honestly, absolute relief, because it was something that proved that it wasn't me. And she was very helpful as well. She recommended Infocol. I'm not sure how well that worked first time round. But she also helped me get some baby massage courses as well, which was nice because it just gave you something to do in those screaming times that helped them calm down and you to calm down it was something to focus on instead of just she's still screaming she's still screaming and there's nothing I can do it gave you something to try and help and to try and like yeah stop them hurting 
Yeah, I love baby massage. As a baby massage teacher, of course, I would you know sing the praises of it so much. But it really can, it gives you something, doesn't it, to really focus on, like you were saying. And it makes you feel empowered because you're helping them by kind of managing their symptoms, by helping get in trapped wind and by you know just by touching them you release um you know pain killing hormones and it's amazing that when you've got that power in your hands you feel a little less like a failure don't you a little bit more empowered as a parent yeah you know the steps you know we're going to do this now we're going to move your legs here we're going to stroke you down here and it just just the calmness comes over you both and it just it just helps for those 10 minutes while you're doing it for both of you to get a nice little bit of relief yeah i totally understand where you're coming from because when you're touching your baby you get this rise in oxytocin and they get this rise in oxytocin and it's this magic hormone that not only can help you bond but it really just relax you and you both relax which is so important because when you've got a screaming baby you just it's really hard to relax isn't it really hard to relax and it's really hard to think about yourself but if you don't look after yourself and stop yourself being so stressed and sleep deprived you can't look after them properly you need to do a bit of both you do you really really do you know it's all about self-care isn't it and I always say you can't pour from an empty cup it you have to look after you too so then you can be the best mum possible and sometimes you know that means looking after yourself as well as your baby absolutely that's such a nice little phrase <laughs> it is it is so what self-care did you take uh to be honest first time round, i didn't take very much because i was convinced that i had to do it all i was meant to do it all that was the job of a mum but second time round, i was much better at taking offers of help and getting other people to look after them for a bit while I went to have a nap or not even trying to keep on top of the cleaning letting other people do that and not feeling guilty that people came to a messy house having like my mum come around and do that instead and just going to the hairdresser every now and then to just have a little moment of complete peace <laughs> yes Yes, it's, it's a little things, isn't it? Like going to the hairdressers. If you can once, you know, every two months, pop to the hairdressers for an hour and have your hair cut. It's just these tiny little things that you take for granted, but actually they're a bit of a lifesaver. They really are. And then it teaches them later on that it's important for them to look after themselves too and give themselves self-care. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, um, first time round with Rosie you really struggled with the colic when did she start to get better um it wasn't until she was about five months old so all the advice we'd been given was it would be about 12 weeks and it'd get better but it stuck with her for it felt like ages at the time in the grand scheme of things five months isn't that long but at the time it felt horrendous um, and because we were using Infocol, which you have to give before every feed, we were never sure when 
it had gone or not. So we'd stopped giving it to her and then it had seemed to come back again. Or oh, well, it had never really gone, but it, the symptoms got worse again. So it was about five months with her until it went. Um, Laurel, I don't think it was as long, um, but we used gripe water instead of Infocol. And that seemed to work much better because it was just whenever she seemed to be having a really bad screaming fit and being a lot of pain, we could give her that. And then she'd seem to fall asleep straight away and get relief. So we used that combined with baby massage to get through it. And it didn't seem as bad second time round at all. Oh, that's really good. How did you feel that when, when obviously Laurel started to show the symptoms of colic, well, did you have that feeling of, oh, God, here we go again? Gripe water worked a lot better than Infocol did. So I think the initial reaction was, oh, no, like, we're in it again. But at the same time, we'd been through it once. So I knew five months and it will probably be gone. So I just held on to that. And luckily it didn't seem as bad that time. I think as well, because I felt more in control because I knew how to do baby massage this time. I knew that the screaming could be colic and there was something I could do to try and help and relieve those symptoms. Absolutely. Um, I always say that colic is a sweeping diagnosis given to an excessively crying baby. And it's all about trying to find the triggers as to what could be causing it. And did you ever have an inclination with either of the girls what was causing their colic? Um, not really. It was, we told, well, I was told at the time it was trapped wind. And quite often after taking Infocol or gripe water, there would be quite a big release after. But sometimes there wasn't. So I'm not sure if it was that all the time or not but really not sure where it came from. Yeah, sometimes it is a case of it's the maturation of the gut. So if you have um, like an immature gut, which babies do because it takes a long time for the digestive system to catch up after um, birth. So we are born kind of not quite fully cooked, so you say, and, and it takes a long time for the digestive system to work effectively. And sometimes it is a case that it takes a long time for it to, to work properly and to be able to digest the milk properly and deal with things like trapped wind. Whereas as they get older, it just seems to suddenly, almost, well, gradually seems to just get better. Was that the case with your girls? Did it just gradually get better? It was. It seemed to especially with Rosie first time round, it seemed to gradually be better and she'd be awake with less screaming. And then it just seemed to be that we suddenly realised that we hadn't given her anything for a while and she seemed to be fine and wasn't screaming anymore. Yeah, that sounds to me like it could be a case that it was the immature digestive system and it just takes a long time for it to work. And that is when they get the trap wind and that horrible time where they're just so grumpy and upset themselves and you just feel at a loss of how to help them but I'm so happy to hear that you found the baby massage really kind of helped with both of them. It really did it was such a nice thing to do with them both that just 
relaxed us all and got us in the zone and it just I think even with a baby without colic it's a lovely thing to do with them to help with bonding yeah it really is it's just amazing so what is life like now with both girls? I presume we're all happy and we've gone away from the trapped wind and the colic. And Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, are, we are well past that now. And they're just growing into lovely little independent girls that know exactly what they want and what they want to be doing. And yeah, far away from the screams of newborn babies. This is it. When you are you know, in the middle of it, it feels like it will never pass and that it will always be a case that your baby will be screaming at you but that's not the case is it it does eventually you know there's hope and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and you will eventually you know get past it at some point absolutely i think when you get your first baby everyone says oh they grow up so quick and when they're screaming you just think how long is this going to be is it going to be a year is it going to be two years everyone keeps saying it's going to be quick and it's really not but actually I think ours was about five months other people seem to get over it a lot sooner than that and yeah it's it's not that long really it just feels like it at the time yes (laughs) Oh, Claire, wonderful. What words would you have for mums listening to this now who are struggling through through colic? What would be your parting words? Um, that is absolutely okay to hate this bit. It is awful, but that's okay. And if you can find a baby massage group, go to that everyone's so supportive when you get there and it's such a helpful tool to have to help you get through those screaming moments and if you're willing to try gripe water then I found that wonderful and we bought bottles of it to get through it and in a few months it'll all be gone and it'll all be okay oh Claire thank you so much for sharing your story with us that is no problem at all I just I I wish that I'd known at the time that other people found it tough too yes absolutely I think it's so important to know that you're not alone in this absolutely thank you so much Claire thank you thank you so much to Claire sharing her story with us. Now it's really important what she said that it's okay to admit that motherhood is hard and you don't have to enjoy every second of it especially when you have a colicky baby. So if that's you and you need some support then please reach out to family, friends or a health professional. Now Claire also mentioned gripe water and I'm absolutely delighted to tell you that we have an amazing giveaway thanks to our sponsor Colic Cam. We are giving away one bottle of colic can grout water to a listener. Now all you have to do to enter this giveaway is to go onto my social media, which is Colic SOS. You will find me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Now choose one of your favourite social media platforms, find the social media post advertising this podcast episode and share it, like it and comment that you've done so. And I'll be announcing the winner in the next podcast episode so good luck
join me next time when another mum is going to be sharing her story of colic with us. Now thanks for listening to the Colic Diaries. I really hope you found this helpful and let me know in your comments and don't forget to share.